Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies. We don't see old movies, or at least they haven't been old for, for that long. I mean, they could be a few days old, maybe even a week old. In some <laughs> cases, two weeks. But they're new. They're new. We see the new hotness, and then we come to the microphone, and we tell you, the listeners, our real spicy impressions. Before we break into it, Story Screen presents Hot Takes. It's not the only podcast on Story Screen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcast articles and reviews. So go over there and consume content like you consume cake, you fucking pig. <laughs> oink, oink, oink. Oh, you like movies? <laughs> Um, I say that lovingly. I am also a pig. Daddy, uh, daddy made pigs, you some content. <laughs> daddy made you some content. Uh, I'm daddy. <laughs> Today I'm daddy. My name's Robbie Anderson. If this is your first time listening, I'm sorry. And I'm joined by Diana Demure. Hey, yo. Hey, D. How you doing? Good, good. No apologies for you. Everyone likes everyone likes some sweet tea. Ah, too cat. D, we've been we've been recording a lot of podcasts together lately. I'm overjoyed every time I get to see. Ah, uh, always a pleasure. <laughs> and I'm excited to to talk about this movie today. Uh, we are we are doing a hot take on an MCU movie we got to see in the theaters, not a TV show. Not a six-part miniseries, a movie. It felt real. It, it was a real, real. movie-going experience. It was. We were sharing air with mad people. It was fairly crowded. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. It felt <laughs> felt almost like Endgame all over almost. again. Almost so long. Yeah. Or or the Spider-Man that came out in between. Oh, I, um, I always forget about that. Right. We all do. We all do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's fine. We saw Black Widow. Um, D, before we break into our hot takes on Black Widow, what was your hype level on the much delayed movie that seems to have has existed for a lot longer than we may think? What was your hype level yeah. going into Black Widow? I really wanted it to come out in May, even though it probably is safer to be around that many people now. I feel like I was pretty was pumped now. when I thought it was going to get released in early May. I was like, that's going to kick off spring and summer. It's going to be great. And then I was like, oh, okay, July. And then by mm. the time it rolled around, I was still pretty excited, but maybe less excited than originally planned. Because you're right, it's been it's been pushed a few few times now. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I was hyped... I'm hyped for a good old-fashioned MCU in the movie theater. Yeah. I'll mark for these movies. I'm pretty much going to like them no matter what. Um, I or I, so They have to really be terrible for me to be like, this is not that I good. think the... In- and they've been pretty good lately. Yeah, and I, I think the interesting thing is now, if you are a Disney Plus subscriber, which I assume you are if you're listening to this podcast... As you should be. Uh, there's been so much good content for the TV series that it's sort of like scratched that itch. Whereas before we had to just wait for that next Marvel movie. And so you were getting really pumped and maybe like rewatching the old ones, but this time around, I didn't really do that. Yeah. Yeah, We had like a year break from Marvel. True. Cause, cause we would have gotten back a little bit sooner, but we had the pandemic, but then we were getting TV. Right. So that kind of brought us back, but there's there's a nice little break in there. Um, you know, my hype level going to this movie is like I was hyped to do a Marvel in the movie theaters, but I, you know, I just felt a little weird about this one just because it's a prequel. So I think you're kicking off Marvel Phase Four, which I guess the shows technically do, right? And they're like continuing the the continuity, yeah. since Endgame. Um, so we're so we're you know we're we're moving forward in the continuity, but. Getting Black Widow, it's just like it's just a little bit of a weird pitch. It is. It's an overdue movie for this character. This character should have had a movie a long time ago. Right. It's a prequel. So and you know, Endgame's so kind of airtight that there's there's not too much context you can add to a lot of these characters going into Endgame. Yeah. You know? And I, I feel like I still, you know, it's been enough time has passed, but I still when Endgame came out, I was not satisfied by her ending like i felt like i felt like it they kind of gave her the shaft and then 
And then they announced that they were going to have the Black Widow movie after her character dies. And you're yeah. kind of like, what? <laughs> it's a little too, too little, too late. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, that that's what we were at before seeing the movie. Right. Right. Before seeing the movie, we were just like, Marvel. Cool. Hey. Hey. Like that. Exciting. But, but, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting pitch. How how it fits into the greater jigsaw of the MCU, right. it's hard to say. Um, so, D, what is your Finding is out your hot about take? Budapest. 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 What's your hot take on Black Widow? Uh, Tell us. I enjoyed it. I think it was, at, like, as a standalone, pretty tight. Um, you didn't have to have seen every single Marvel movie to understand what was going on. They pretty much explained it. Um, it was a very good action movie. I liked all of the new actor characters that were in it. We'll talk about them. Uh, mm. Florence Pew Pew. She was awesome. She did a great job. Pew Pew. I really enjoyed her. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't feel like it, it didn't blow me away, but I don't know if that's partially because you go into it knowing that this character is already dead, and this is in a weird spot in the timeline where it's between, you know, Avengers Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. So it's sort of like these yeah. these lost years before she goes on the run with Captain America. So before she goes blonde. Before she goes blonde, yeah, it's her last last redhead days before she yes. gets the sweet blonde haircut. So. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I enjoyed it for what it was. It was, it was fun while we were watching it. I feel like, and I think I said this to you when we got out of the theater, I feel like it's sort of on the par with an Ant-Man a little bit, like had some laughs, was enjoyable, uh, maybe not one that I will constantly rewatch, although I did enjoy the chemistry between her and the new characters. They were good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I feel pretty similarly. Uh, I liked Black Widow as I was watching it. I thought it was entertaining. I think it has one of the best openings yeah. of any of the MCU totally. movies. Definitely. Like, hard, like, pe- like period. Yeah. I think the opening fucking slaps. Um, and I enjoyed the movie for what it's doing. I enjoy its like spy espionage vibe. I think it finds its itch. It's itch. It's niche uh, <laughs> genre-wise. Yep. It's a differentiates itself. You know, it's kind of like subgenre. The, like super, they're superhero movies, but then they're like something else also. Yeah, a lot. and I think that's like the stride that's really made the MCU movies like so good lately. I know this is almost like watching a born, born identity, born supremacy it's type movie versus yeah. you know because she doesn't have any superhuman abilities, she's just a trained assassin, just yeah, loosely because she, she's still crazy and can kill everyone. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it. And I think, you know, again, as, as a standalone movie and, you know, Kirsten and I are watching all the MCU movies in order. And right now we're at... Yeah, where are you at? We're at Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, fun. So that's actually kind of a good place because these two movies might be happening simultaneously. That's true. I think. Yeah, in um, the timeline. Because Ant-Man and the Wasp leads pretty much right into Infinity War. Right. Or it's like pretty close, I think. And Ant-Man and the Wasp is fun. I mean, that's another one that yeah. like I probably haven't rewatched since I saw it. I like that one more than the first Ant Man. Yeah, the first Ant Man I think is cool, but like it didn't like one hundred percent jive with me. Yeah, but that uh, makes sense. Yeah, this movie I think is really good. I think the humor is really good. As like a lot of these movies, like just always have really good comedic writing, comedic moments. I do think there are some missed opportunities with certain like legacy characters from the comics. Gotcha. Uh, like the way that they handle the the remix of some of these characters, I'm really into. It's really one in particular, and I'll talk more about it in spoilers. Yeah, it's like it's not like oh, I don't like it. They did they they ruined they ruined them. <laughs> it's just kind of like you know, I have I have some criticism. I think there, yeah. there could have been yeah more effective ways to handle it. Um, but yeah, oh, I mean overall, I do think it's cool. I think the only real knocks that I have against this movie, and it's 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 just more of the bigger picture problem. You know, it's less on the movie's plate and just more on the MCU's plate. Is just the way that this movie is positioned in the movie franchises and what they do to kind of make it fit in the MCU overall is just kind of like it just kind of it just hits a little soft. Yeah. You know, 
Whereas like a lot of these movies, like even even something like Spider Man Far From Home, like I really what I liked about that movie, it's like uh, it's a really good epilogue to Endgame. That makes sense. You have, yeah, you have nice boy Tom Holland dealing with the fallout. Yeah, it's, of, he's processing. Of Endgame. Yeah, he's processing, and then he's also taking up the legacy of like you know they're setting them up. At least in that movie, we'll see where we're at now. Right, but, like to kind of maybe be the next Tony Stark and maybe maybe take up that mantle sure. in some capacity. And then the shows, you know. They give us pretty big breadcrumbs, right? Of of where the MCU is going because they have the the breathing room to do that. You're watching Logan, you're like, you know, this who they like. There's always they're always hinting at stuff, yeah, that, from the comics, you know, and and you watch your your recap videos afterwards, I'm loving it, and that's the experience. But yeah, I think this movie's cool. <laughs> I think this movie, and cool. uh, it's worth seeing on the big screen. So screw HBO. Oh, it's Disney Plus. But you don't want to spend extra. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's Disney Plus. Here. Uh, go see into the theater. Yeah. Why drop $30 yeah. just so you can take a shit halfway through when you can just hold your shit in, get a cocktail. <laughs> yes. $30. If you go to story screen, so you can spend $30 on Black Widow at your house. Yep. Sit on your fucking shitty couch with cockroaches. Your mom hasn't moved from there for years. She's just fucking lives on that couch wow spend 30 dollars for this experience this is, you're paying you go to it. story screen theater <laughs> you go there you could go for 30 dollars. you can get a ticket to black Widow. yep you can get a cocktail yes and you still have 10 dollars of fuck money right there yeah you still got 10 fuck dollars that you can just do whatever the hell you want i don't that. know what those mean but yeah yes oh you'll find yeah you you'll find out <laughs> you want pink cadillacs oh delicious you, you still got change yeah you still got fuck dollars. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just see the movie theater. See it in the not? theater. Yeah. Then you can... If you haven't gotten vaccinated, spend the 30 bucks to... Watch, watch it at home. Yes, sure. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Get your vaccine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know you know what's the thing that really surprised me about this movie? Maybe that shouldn't have come to a surprise. I really like the score. Oh, yeah. And soundtrack of this movie a lot. It was very intense, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, I dug it. I dug it. I like learning even more about like the Red Room and Black Widows. I think I could have used even more because you, yeah. you kind of meet like other just like um, unnamed widow assassins. Yes. And it's cool to be like, oh, there's a lot of them. They must be up to some crazy shit. But they, you, you don't really get the vibe that they're always up to crazy shit. Yeah. Because you, know? you don't see them in any of the other movies. Like, like you see the... Um, the like Black Panthers like yep. Lady Squad, yep. they come up a lot in other places. They right? do. So you're like, yeah. they they always be up to stuff. <laughs> but with the Black R- Widow chicks, like you know, it's like I don't really know if they're up to anything. And now after I you guess because they're well, assassins, don't you don't want to see them. I guess they're they're just that good. They're just they're like <laughs> snipers, kind of. You know, they're like snipers. But they people, do, they, do, they do a sniping in this movie. Yeah. No, I I uh, I did find it. Really interesting to see all of that. I did want more of little kid versions. <laughs> I, I well, it's such a good. I enjoyed the child training flick, versions of of them, and I wanted more of that. But uh, look, we can talk about that more in Spoiler Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely think there are some moments that left me wanting more, and I think the the movie like. It doesn't cover a ton of ground, no. which I think is like good because it's like it makes it feel a bit more intimate. Which that's true. I think is good. I, just, I think is good for like a standalone movie. Yeah. This, right. Well, I think this movie is mostly trying to. The story's I fairly that's a, contained, that's right. which is good for sure. Yeah, they don't go to too many places. They're not like there's not a ton of places they go to, which I think works to the to the flick's benefit. Definitely. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, if you've seen the trailers for this movie, it's not a spoiler to say that they're you're dealing with kind of the, uh, uh, Natasha's, like, spy family, essentially. Yes. Uh, so you're dealing with, you know, with Florence Pugh's character, who's, like, her, you know, none of these characters are related-related, but they, you know, are all from, like, the Red Room Black Widow. Yeah. Espionage and, crew. And being they, they undercover. Kind of family. Yeah, they're, they're her right. undercover like, family. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, you know, David Harbour, uh, Rachel Weisz, Florence Pugh, like, they all have a lot of chemistry, and they're all really good. And and I think, if anything, like, you don't see them all together enough. Yeah, I would have liked more. <laughs> I would have liked more. And then I feel like there are times when the movie's just like, don't you love these guys all being together? And you're like, they've been together for maybe 15 minutes. 
out of this entire movie. Yeah. And I do, and I do like it when they are. <laughs> but I just wish there was more. Yes. But, but, yeah, I mean, the movie's already probably like two and a half hours long or some shit, right? It's... Two hours and 13 yeah. minutes. Not that long. Two hours. It's not that bad All for right. a Marvel movie. It's pretty yeah. good. I watched Fast and Furious 9 and it was... How long was that? I think it was four hours. I don't know what Nice. Well, they go a quarter mile at a time, Ooh, so it's yeah. That they got to take their time. <laughs> uh, I did. I really did like that movie, though. Uh, it was everything I needed it to be. <laughs> Great magnets. Great. That's all I'll say. Magnets. I look forward to listening to that podcast. <laughs> it was good. We had Corona. Delightful. A delightful time. Nice. Um, yeah, this movie doesn't go too fast or too furious, but it has a lot of good action. It has the the born identity style it fight does. scenes, which are like are not always my personal favorite, but I think they look cool. They I look cool. think cool. I forget that I actually enjoy those a lot when I'm watching them, probably because I like watching James Bond movies, and that's always sort of that you know, yeah. undercover, stealthy. They're trained; they don't actually have any abilities. They just have a lot of gadgets, which these guys yeah. also have gadgets, and. Uh, Anytime anyone's like fighting in somewhere where there's snow, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's like, I like it's that. like Bourne. Yeah, they're in the snow. <laughs> it's a Bourne identity movie now. <laughs> I think I always like martial arts movies because, you know, the actors are martial arts like people. Right. So that you can just put the camera somewhere and you're like, all right, go. Right. Because like doing all those like fast cuts and stuff are just to hide the amount of takes that you need to do. Sure. Because, like, I'm sure it's still hard to learn all that fight choreography, but it's, you know, uh, they can't do it in one smooth take like these, like, you know, the guys in the raid where it's like they're fight, they're like fight choreographers first, actor second, right. or in this movie. It's like the other way around. It was interesting, uh, though. I think I did read something like Florence Pugh talking about being in that fighting with my family movie and how that helped, like, <clears throat> I believe helped it. her a little bit be prepared for all the physical you know, stunts in this movie. Yeah. I mean, in that movie probably had even more probably. what I'm talking about. Cause I think like wrestling's, you you can kind of get away with like even doing longer takes. It's more like big motions. You're yeah. not doing like, Hakurate. exactly. Um, but yeah, I like that movie too. I did very much enjoy the fighting. That movie was cool. The fighting between like the this family. Florence Pugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the fighting between this family. All those characters are great. There's a lot of chemistry. Yeah. The movie has a ton of charm. It does. Which I like, I like that. Um, I, but I, I did. I no, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, just say that um, for this being a Black Widow movie, you know, the I feel like the majority of the charm was in the supporting family characters. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the humor yeah. and a lot of like the oh, I care about these guys was these new family characters and a little bit less being worried about black widow maybe because we know she's already she's got to survive this movie because she dies later but yeah i don't know and that's the hard thing with the prequel movies yeah. especially for a character who you know their demise right. you know because you're because i mean how many I mean, uh, Natasha has, <laughs> has an arc in this movie. Yeah, like she there there is a lesson she has to learn in this movie. It's not like this movie is like devoid of like her having yeah. an arc necessarily. But again, it just it, it lacks just some level of punch and stakes that the other movies have been having of late. Right, and and I think it's a double edged sword because I do think sometimes like I do like a low stakes superhero movie. I think I've like asked for that before, where it's not quite like the cataclysm of reality crushing down on us, but it's just like, how does Thor deal with his day? You know, yeah. I, do, I do like that. I guess, but I do just think this movie just, it just hits a little soft. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and I don't really know how you could make it with it not doing. Right. That, you know? And I think some of the things that I liked about Natasha's character in the past were, a little bit missing or lacking in this one in the sense that like I love her in Winter Soldier because she's always sassing Steve Rogers. I love that. Or like I just I like her kind of like sarcastic sense of humor with Clint and their kind of yeah. banter or like I really like her relationship with with Captain America because I feel like she's always kind of just 
teasing him and there was even though she's supposed to be with like her little sister character in this one i felt like it was the humor was less coming from her side it was more coming from florence pugh's character and she she was really good yeah florence pugh's character like kind of steals she does unfortunately Uh, i feel kind of bad like i I love florence pugh but you feel kind of bad because you're like this is supposed to be ScarJo's show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because, like, it's because Black Widow is because, like, Natasha has to, she's the grown-up in the room in this movie. Right. She's sort of, you know, like, she's, she's sort kinda, of the Debbie she's, like, Downer. She's, the responsible one. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and I, you know, she plays that role well, yeah. but it's just kind of like, and it is a departure from, like, her being, like, there's also, like, no one for her to really fuck over in this movie. True. So she's, she's not, she, you know, her, I feel like her whole character in the other flicks is just, like, so is she going to betray you? Right. You can't trust her because she's sneaky. And this movie is just kind of like, I don't think she's going to fuck over these people. How are these people going to fuck her over? Yeah, you know? that's true. But like the overall lesson is just, it's, it's uh, you know, Fast and Furious 9 in this movie have very similar lessons where it's like family. Family. Hashtag family. Right. How do you, how do you, how do you hashtag family? Right. Can we hashtag family? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? Um, can we? Yeah. Is it possible to hashtag family? Right. And that's kind of like her journey she has to learn in this movie, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll t- we'll talk about it in spoilers whether she does or not. Totally. Um, I think you probably assume <laughs> <laughs> she learns a thing or two, and it's cool. And like you know, it works. But again, it's just kind of like, oh, cool. She learned something nice before she died. Yeah. Before you know? she. Dies. I'm still not totally convinced she's dead. Again, we'll talk about. I'm well, still, I'm not I think she is dead, but we can talk Fair. about potential i mean if anyone's watching loki loki's dead but that's true he has we, and then he, there's six more hours of loki yeah he died yeah and now there's a lot more exactly so yeah there's ways for them to work around death in quotes i mean it's comic books right, <laughs> right. no one's ever really gone no one's ever so. really gone We'll see. That's true. But yeah, I think uh, you know if if you're into the MCU, you already know this is necessary viewing material. Totally, got to watch it. Got to be a part of the conversation. But if anything, it's a good it's a good ride. Um, it's just yeah, the ways that it fits into the MCU overall. It's a weird way to start Phase Four. It is in in the cinematic sense. Yeah. And at least maybe because we already got the shows too. Like we got this before the shows. That's the thing. I think it was planned you know? for before the shows, think, right? Because right. then I there are, yeah. and we'll talk about this in spoilers. But there is a specific character that I believe this was supposed to be the first time we saw them, but we actually in reality saw them on one of the shows. And yeah, that's true. And uh, they're setting that's they're setting weirdest, stuff that's up. That's the scene in the movie. Yeah, that. I, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about. It. All right. Well, you know this. This is a uh, hot take on a Marvel movie, so we want to we want to spend most of our time talking about them spoilies. Yeah. So we'll be right back to talk about spoilies for Black Widow. Thank you so much for listening to this part of the episode. We're gonna tell you who dies. Hey everybody, Mike Burge popping in here real quick to let you know about our brand new advertiser, Sun Common. These guys are absolutely great. Suncommon is one of those businesses that I am just so proud to have the StoryScreen brand associated with. They supported us through advertising last year at StoryScreen Drive-In in the midst of the pandemic, and that really helped us to be able to get things started and going over there. And ever since then, they have been just a fantastic business to be partnered with in just about anything that we do. But what is SunCommon? Well, SunCommon is your local clean energy partner, and it's got over 15 years of solar experience across the Capital District, Hudson Valley, and Vermont. They are awesome. SunCommon is a certified B Corp that believes people and planet are the foundation of vibrant communities. They offer custom engineered solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses, as well as unique products like the Solar Canopy and Tesla Powerwall. They're fantastic. The customer service is out of control good. And speaking as someone who has to deal with the customer service at Fandango all the time, these guys are above and beyond comparatively. No, you know, no low shots to Fandango here. Just like, you know, there's room for improvement. Everybody can improve. But back to Sun Common. Sun Common is a nicer duh, N-Y-S-E-R-D-A, pronounced nicer duh, 
gold quality solar installer, which means they exceed annual quality assurance criteria and consistently provide top tier performance. They offer affordable financing options designed to fit any individual's needs for getting that good old solar power energy installed in a business, a home, honestly, you name it, I think that they can pretty much pull it off. These guys, you know, they they can help, they, they guide customers through each step of the solar journey, which can be a kind of uh, hard one to really wrap your brain around if you're not too familiar with how it goes, but they're so good at helping you understand exactly what needs to happen, what can happen, and what will happen when you hire Suncommon to do these kinds of things. Suncommon makes saving money while saving the planet the easiest home improvement decision you'll make this year, any year, whenever. So if you're ready to build a brighter future, get in touch with Suncommon today. Visit suncommon.com to learn more. That's suncommon, S-U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N.com. And you can learn more and build a brighter future starting right now. Let's get back to the episode. And we're back with spoilies for Black Widow. <laughs> she dies! Who died? Black Widow dies. <laughs> oh, and she stays dead. Yeah. And she stays oh. dead. So, so I, you know, there's a few gripes I have with this movie. This movie that is overall, I think, pretty good. Pretty tight. And I, pretty tight. And the only one I want to get out of the way first, because because I don't want to sound like one of those like fucking idiots who just like you see them do something different with a comic book character, and then you're like, you fucking bad. Oh, okay. So that's not how that's not how I feel. So Taskmaster in this movie, yeah. There's a few things. There's there's a, th- a lot of things I like about Taskmaster. Very cool design. I think the suit is sick. Yes. Yeah. The suit is the sick. The fighting. The whole downloading everything. Yeah. The fighting. I wanted is sick. to see more fight mimicry. Like I wanted to see more yes. more of the characters try and fight Taskmaster, and then it exactly copy them and be able to destroy yes. them because of that. I felt like not enough. I, Give me more. Yeah. <laughs> I think that them uh, remixing who tax. Taskmaster is yeah. is in theory cool. Like I'm down with the remix. I like all the new Spider-Man movies. They change everything. Sure, it's like a wink and a nod. I'm into it. But at the minute you learn that Natasha just killed a kid, you're like, oh, that kid's not dead. That kid's a ta- that's kid. Like the minute they showed that kid die in the in or die quote unquote in the in the explosion, I'm like, that's not yeah. Serious. It had like that's a lot nice. of um the vibes of like X two like X Men two where you know the creepy sergeant or whatever brings his kid back, but controls him for, for evil purposes. Oh, yeah, you know? kinda like and that. you're kind of yeah. like, eh, okay. It's weird. Well, the thing is like, <laughs> I'm into it, but it's just, it's, it's like a, it's a really like loaded way to handle that character. They just, they didn't really have a lot of time to deal with. I also think, yeah, if anything, there should be way more taskmaster, I think in this yeah. movie. You'd have to make it longer, so I understand why you may not want to do that. But if you're going to have this character kind of, like, be... The point of this character is that they're unstoppable. Right. So they're like the Terminator. They're like Michael Myers. They're like uh, uh, the the antagonist of the guest. They're just <laughs> going to come at you, right? They're going to come at you. They know how to... I'm closing my blinds real quick. No worries. The sun's in my face. I see the sun. Um, they're going to come. They're going to come at you. So like, let's see even more because yeah. you know we see that this character is real hard to fuck with. I know. I wanted. I and we wanted see him a, a few times. I wanted Taskmaster to be a little bit more like Winter Soldier, like to see some sequences yeah. of Taskmaster coming in and and just destroying some shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it and yeah, the Taskmaster is a lot like Winter Soldier for sure, but there's just not any of the weight of just like. It's a Bucky. Does he? Yeah. Know? Blah, blah, blah. Who is that? All that, yeah. all that good stuff in there is like kind of gone. Right. I do like the way it it rounds out at the end. True. I do like that. You know, you could see more Taskmaster, but with this reveal and it being this character, and now you know this character doesn't have to. Because the cool thing about Taskmaster and why you know they could be a reoccurring villain is because they they know the the game they play is how to take down all the Avengers by learning all their fight moves, right. and all their Stuff you know. So you know you kind of you kind of burn the character in this movie. You know, could there be another Taskmaster? I mean, there can be another. There could be six more Black Widows. I don't fucking. That's know. true. But uh, so yeah, that was that's like my only gripe. I, again, I don't think it's handled poorly. 
I just have a few kind of like, I just wish it was a little different. Yeah, I, I for a really short period of time, I kind of thought that, and I am not going to pronounce his name right because I don't know how, uh, you know, O.T., who's in Handmaid's Tale. Oh, who's in this who's movie Who's in this well? movie as like yes. Natasha's illegal nice illegal nice guy friend yeah i thought yes. maybe he was gonna end up being taskmaster because i that'd be interesting I, I had a feeling it was going to be a, yeah a woman i had a feeling yeah. it was going to be a lady i my theory and i I, you know, I might have like absorbed this through other theories and i wasn't bummed out necessarily it wasn't this because because again like you you can theorize about this stuff all you want but you can't be mad when it doesn't come to fruition when reddit doesn't answer your you know, if the movie doesn't listen to Reddit, you can't be upset about it. But I thought maybe it was going to be a uh, a Natasha clone oh, or something. Oh, that would have been and very then and then that Wolverine. Way, it would have been weird. And then that way you can sneak Natasha into future movies. Because oh. I really thought this was going to be some avenue to bring her back. She comes back in this white outfit. I was thinking Gandalf the White Allegory. Like, my head I was hear that. I hear that. But they're dealing with, you know, it seems like Florence Pugh is is who takes the mantle up. She could be the next yeah. black woman. I mean, without without talking yet about the end post credit scene, like, I yeah. kind of thought they were already setting up Florence Pugh's Yelena character to, to be, like, the new person that would seek out Hawkeye. Because I know, we know we're getting a Hawkeye show. Um, and I kind of thought, oh, okay, I bet they're going to work her into that somehow because she's going to eventually find out that her sister died. So I was curious about that. But then I felt like they were like, yeah, you know, you're going to get that right. We're going to spread it thick on that bread for you. And I was like, I, yeah. I could have figured this out myself. We didn't need it yeah. so thick. But yeah, we'll talk about that. So the Vegemite is yeah. so thick on this bread. It's hard to take. I don't know. It's, hard. it's too much. <laughs> yeah, man. I. So yeah, I think I, again, like the things that are distracting about this movie from the overall like good movie that it is yeah. are just like the bigger MCU elements, right? Because the whole time I'm just like, all right, well now you know, you can have someone take up the Taskmaster mantle, or you can have this character be Taskmaster again. I don't. I can't really see a reason why they would be bad. Though, yeah, or, unless somebody what their, what their driving force would be, it would have to be like somebody know? wiping their memories again, like a like a Winter Soldier character, like yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like so then it's like all right, so realistically, we're not really going to see this character again, which is like you know, fine, but but you know, I just like that character. It would and, be and cool. again, I'm down for it to be that that woman who Natasha scorned, but you know, she she's now free, right? From these things, which is good for her, yeah. But uh. But I'm curious, like, maybe maybe you'll see Taskmaster leading the group of ex-widows, and maybe they, they do their own thing somewhere else. That's true. You know? Maybe they'll come into play in a later movie as their own kind of group. Entity yeah. or something, yeah. I can't imagine they're going back to two normal lives, so we'll see. It would have been really be interesting to, like, imagine this movie coming out earlier on, though, in the, in the phases of MCU. Because if this had come out earlier on... I feel like it would have been easier to like wrap your head around the fact that Natasha's character is not really a good person, at least not in the beginning. Like, cause now yeah. they're kind of just like throwing you these bones where they're like, all oh, the red in the ledger, you know, it's just like, she blew up a building with a child in it. And you're just kind of like, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that sucks. And they also, you're like, they, but they we like her now. Really... So who cares? <laughs> Well, we also know that she's dead. Yeah. Like, You're just you like, know? man. Yeah, it, it does. I feel like that, I agree. Like, that element where it's just like, she killed a kid. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's fucked up. You're like, but I just, she's, at this point in the MCU, it's like, I've seen a lot of fucked yeah, up Yeah, you're like, yeah, she, she's not going to jail because she saved half the universe, so she dead. <laughs> yeah, like, and like, you know, I, I don't think that her lesson necessarily in this movie is like, well, I learned that killing killing kids is wrong. It's like I feel like she learned that already. Oh yeah, like she yeah, has yeah. regret for this, like going into it. Right. So it's not like it's it's not like a, a Doctor Strange or a Tony Stark where it's just like I'm learning how to not be a piece of shit. Right. Anymore. Yeah. It's like she's been not a piece of shit for a while. Right. She's Her leaving 
the Red Room to begin with was like her first step to not being a piece of shit. Like, was her seeking out yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. and seeking out Avengers and stuff like that. So, right. totally. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, Florence Pugh fucking rocks. She has some of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> She's so funnily written. Uh, everything about the vest and the poses. Oh, and God, just being I love kind it. Of like, I, the snarky little sister. I love just, that like, opening mom. fight scene between them. Like, oh yeah, that was. Cool. I love that. Like, even though that's not humorous, I love that as like a way of like you can imagine you're pissed at your sibling, and so yeah. you take it out on them physically in a way that maybe you didn't mean to hurt them, but then you're able to, you know, because you're upset. Yeah. And I also like the I also like the reveal that like Natasha's the only one who kind of doesn't see them as a family. Yeah, which I found and, and interesting. It's like, it's like, yeah, we were only, and like, we're only, like, they're like, we were only a family for three years. Well, it's because Natasha got another family. She got the Avengers. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, she's like, I don't, I don't need to see this as real. I found another family. But they're just like, well, we don't have Avengers. It, it was just us. Right. And like, it was, it was like the best three years we ever had. Yeah. Know? Like that was their quote unquote normal life that they had was undercover. Yeah. You know, they played their parts and it was cool. Yeah. I love that intro, dude. The intro is great. The movie, I think, is so good. Yeah, it's so. good. It was very, very good. I mean, I wanted more young, younger in quotes, David Harbor action. <laughs> it was cool. It was very cool. Um, it's also funny, you know. He's he's like uh, a super soldier, but then you know, now that we watch like Captain Soldier, Winter Falcon. Uh, we just see a ton of super soldiers right. in that movie. So, like, the novelty kind of wore off, but also kind of makes it, like, a little different. Because it's, like... Because now I'm just, like, ooh, did Alexi and uh, Isaiah Bradley ever, like, like hang out sure. and, like, fight each other? Sure. Shit like that, you know? I like, love seeing me... him, like, as sort of, like... Stuff. He is sort of Chief Hopper, older dad bod Alexi. But but Russian and love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Hold on. I like all Knocking that. my oh. microphone over. Sorry about that, guys. Uh-oh. Um but yeah, no, I, I definitely love the exchanges between all of those characters. I love Rachel Vice; She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I think her, I, you know, I like, she inevitably has to be like, well, I'm going to be on the side of good and, and try and dissolve the Red Room. Right. But it happens all in that like kind of off screen. It's just like, all right, we're coming up with this plan to do this thing right now. And, uh, you know, I'm sure like her character doesn't need too much of a twist of the arm to betray this dude who fucking sucks. Right. But it happens a little fast. It does happen fast, but I I do like the, you know, the the moments when you suspect that she is bad or still under someone else's control and then the reveal that she That's true. she's you know, betraying the bad guys. It it is satisfying. Yeah. Um it's satisfying. I do think the whole like as like kind of the last set piece of the movie is happening you're learning all the pieces of the plan i think that uh that's a smart way to cover a lot of ground really quickly right yeah narratively you know um and i think it works i like the pheromone stuff i like the bad guy what's his fucking name oh what's his character um, name Drakov. Is that who it yeah, is? Yeah, Ray Winstone he has, is He has so much more hair in his IMDb photo. It's so funny. Well, cuz that that's a British actor, right? Um, at least that's what I... I feel like that guy's more of a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels kind of actor, but he's pretending to be Russian. Maybe. But uh, my internet is not cooperating in, in loading his site on IMDb. So, we'll um, see. I, yeah, but I liked his character. He was... Um, he was serviceable. He reminded me of like the uh, German scientist guy oh, yeah. in um, Winter Soldier and First Avenger. Yeah. Yeah, kind of those vibes. I was kind of um, definitely still getting like Born and X Men bad guy as well. Like it's kind of this stock yeah. like sort of pseudo take over the world. It is interesting, like you said though, that we haven't s seen enough of the potential for the widows in other movies, or I guess we just don't know. They they could always retcon and be like, yeah, it was the widows. Who they were there the whole exactly, time. Exactly. Yeah. The widows who pulled right. off this murder or heist or whatever. So that's true. Yeah. And I, that's honestly a retcon that I like don't. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I think it's kind of like a secret agent not knowing it's the same yeah. for, you know, 007. But I like, uh, you know, I like, I like this character. 
I mean, I don't like, he's a piece of shit, so I don't like, like him a lot. <laughs> As a bad guy, I think he's satisfying. I think, like, him using, like, the pheromones, so even, like, Natasha can't attack him and stuff. I think that's, like, some really good, like, oh, that fucking sucks, right. male toxicity shit. Like, that's, like, where it's not, like, too, like, too overt, you know? It's, like, it's, like, kind of, like, just enough. And then she has to, like, sever, she breaks her nose. I know, when she, <laughs> when she resets it, it's real funny. When she it's has like, to slam her own you know, head on the table to finish breaking her nose. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, so I like that. But I, but yeah, but I love Florence Pugh. I feel like she stole the show. I loved them She's so good, poking man. fun at, uh, you know, Natasha's hero pose of falling and flipping her hair back and whatever. I love yeah. that. Um one one time when Florence Pugh does it later in the movie, she's like, oh, "Disgusting!" I know, it's so good. Like, oh my it's so God, good. It's so good. Yeah, I love her. Uh, you know, the freedom of her first clothing purchase, the vest, and then knowing that that's the vest that Natasha's wearing later when she comes back in uh, Infinity yeah. War. So that's pretty sweet. Very, very, very solo of the movie. Yeah. It's like, how does Han Solo get all of his apparel and I guns? Know, it was, but I, it was kind of sweet. Hey, we're not over. I'm, I'm, I'm poking fun. Yeah. I like it, and and it's handled very well yeah. in this movie. No, I, I every every joke about it is good. Those exchanges between them were really enjoyable, though. I I did like yeah. the family members the best. They were my favorite part. So. There, that, I, I wish there was more, man. Whether it would be flashbacks of seeing them as a family or or just seeing them kind of do more stuff together. Because the minute they get together, and they have a good chunk where they're kind of like, there's their, they're having their um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles chilling yes, at the house in the woods exactly. scene. Like, that's kind of what that scene is. Meditating is like, in the woods, yeah. The calm, the calm before the plan, before right, the storm, before right. the trails, you know. <laughs> After having to escape such turmoil, they uh, <laughs> chill there. But yeah, I like I, I like them at the table, and then you know you're you're learning this idea of like Natasha being like, none of this is real. I don't even know why you're acting like we're a family. But then you learn that Florence Pugh is just like, no, I, I see us as a family. Yeah, I love kind of up. I love how important but, that was to her because she was just young yeah. enough that that really was her idea of family for sure. Yeah, right. Like all these characters kind of got like you're seeing all these characters who. Much like, I mean, what the Avengers, they all kind of eventually get fucked over by S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. You know, and then kind of like fucked over by by the Civil War, about kind of the Avengers like fucking themselves a little right. bit, you know, just like the the system, you know, the government kind of fucking them over. Like all these characters are fucked over by like, you know, Hydra and, and like whatever Russian Secret Service thing. Totally. They're all installed in, you know, like, and now they're all just kind of like rejects. And like, I like how Alexi's just like so obsessed with. The past, his glory days, like, yeah. His glory days. His scene in the in the uh, prison, prison is great. Where he's arm wrestling everybody is so good. Uh, yeah, or just like um, playing I, I with wish, that mm-hmm. action figure version of himself. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got to do a lot of cool. Uh, the the Rachel Vice or the Milena and Natasha switcheroo at the yeah. end was cool. I know. I don't. Um, I don't usually care for that like face technology, but it worked here. <laughs> Yeah, it never it never looks good when they're taking it no. off. Every time someone's like, "I'm gonna take this off your face," it's just like it looks because they do it like the the listeners can't see it. But, yeah, but let me you tell me if it's right. It's always like <laughs> they take it off. It's like someone's just like wiping their whole hand, like, just gets their face to take off this like piece of saran wrap. Cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's like has so much technology in yeah. it. Yeah. Um. It is a little funny. It is a little bit funny. It is a little funny, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but otherwise, I mean, like, it works. I, the movie the movie works. Like, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's it's a it's a ride. Um, I do think if it came out... I do, I do think if it was a Phase 3 movie that came out, like, around... Even if it came out, like, right after Infinity War, but before Endgame... Yeah. I still think, like, like around when, like, Captain Marvel came out... That's true. I've been, like... I'd probably just like uh, I want to say I would have liked it more, but I just I do I do think it would have a lot of like none of the wind would have gotten like kind of sucked out. Totally, you know. Yeah, it would have had a little bit more of that ramp up to the end instead. Yeah. Speaking of the end, the end post credits, the post credits scene. Uh, so I, what is the name? You I don't know if you know, but the name of like the anti Avengers. Oh. I don't know. I you mean Elaine? 
Elaine, yeah. I would have uh, really... Elaine, Elaine... I feel like they could, they had the opportunity to have a really, like, poignant ending and just have Florence Pugh, I think it should Elena have been the, the family, at the grave. The family find... Yeah, and, the, yeah. and just them being like, this fucking sucks. Or them being, like, wherever they were when they found yeah. out Natasha died. I mean, just... I think it would have been so much more impactful right. than just kind of being like... Like, having her... She got her dog. She's wearing her clothes that she picked out herself. Going to visit the grave and like tidying it up. That was really sad and sweet. And they could have just mm-hmm. ended it there and then left it open for we're probably going to see her again. You know, we're we're going to see yeah. this new character again for sure. We didn't necessarily need that connection point to Clint Barton. I feel like we could have, we would have assumed that that would have figured it itself out at some point. Yeah, I think like you know, so yeah, I I, I do I do wish they handled that better. Uh, and so the anti Avengers team is called the Thunderbolts. Oh, and the members of the Thunderbolts are Baron Zemo, oh, Taskmaster, okay, Fixer, Moonstone, Songbird, and Atlas. A lot of those characters, I don't know who they are. Oh. Uh, some of them, I definitely do know who they are. Some of them we're probably going to uh, see in the next wave. We're probably going to see soon, yeah. So, you know, they're they're kind of like, they seem almost like they're like the Suicide Squad to the Avengers a little bit. But less lovable. You, know, you swap lovable. some of these people out of here. Yeah. Less lovable. But, you know, you, you know you, who, I don't know who a Fixer is. Maybe Fixer's actually in the movies. I don't know who the Moonstone is. You put in Florence Pugh instead. I don't know who the Songbird is. You have, uh, what's his face? Uh, Wyatt Russell oh. as um, John Walker right. leading them because that's that's how Captain Soldier Winter Falcon ends is is Elaine coming and, and being like you need to join because she's like she's like the, the evil Sam Jackson yeah she is kind of yeah. like the evil leader of Shield <clears throat> but you know yeah I don't know it just uh, them setting up like Florence Pugh being potentially the antagonist of Hawkeye the Hawkeye show like yeah it's sort of like one. How does she start working for that Contessa, whatever her name is? And then you're like, she's got to know that that lady's not good. <laughs> you know? Well, she. I guess the idea is that she'd be driven by revenge. Okay. You know? Sure. Because if you think about it, like, the the logic, it, you, you can make the case like, oh, well, Barnes, not Barnes, um, uh, Clint, Clint is, is the one who quote-unquote dropped her right yeah how does anyone even He's, know but, but like they don't how does anyone even know I so don't they don't so she's probably getting fed time. some 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 information fake bad or someone information. someone called red skull and they're like yo red skull who who dropped who out right there? he's like oh it was it was a definitely clint he dropped her <laughs> jesus <laughs> i'm still a space nazi can i come home no Aww. you have to stay he just wants you to come to home <laughs> Yeah, I'm less Nazi now. I mean, I love Julia Louise Dreyfus, but I don't necessarily love this new character. Yeah, it just like she's. I don't know her motivation. Yeah. She comes in super hot and cocky. It is reminiscent of Samuel L. Jackson, but it's not quite like poetry. It doesn't feel like it rhymes. Yeah, it's just not like I don't know. And like. I, like I don't know if I want this like anti Avengers yeah. crew. What's their mission? What are they doing? Are they just gonna fight the Avengers? That's just kind of civil war at that point. Right. I don't know. I'm skeptical right now. I can't be proven wrong. I do think that this is more setting up like I think Thunderbolts and the anti Avengers is gonna be more of like what the TV drama that is. That makes sense. And then you have like Kang the Conqueror or Galactus be like the movie cinematic sure. next big bad, yeah. you know? I feel like a lot of what this is setting up is kind of preparing for the Hawkeye show to come out. Yeah, well, it seems like, yeah, it seems like Captain Soldier, Winter Falcon, Hawkeye, and Black Widow are kind of like in kind of the family unit right. of these properties, you know? Whereas like a Loki and uh wandavision and the doctor strange they're kind of like another exactly squad yeah leading know? to the multiverse for sure exactly and then you have guardians and thor hanging right out. 
which I can't so wait. This is kind of where they're all at. <laughs> I know that movie. I can't wait for Thor: Love and Thunder. Cool. I hope. I can't wait for Guardians Three either. Yeah, I mean either. I just I I need those. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because like I, you know, I'm really excited for like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Obviously, different entire totally. thing, but like this idea of like you know the Thunderbolts kind of gives me suicide squad vibes it's just like all right well like you know I'm, I'm here for suicide squad but it's it's so different and like thunderbolts is just like what can you do with these characters to really give me something to give a shit about but the thing is like i liked um uh what's wyatt russell's character's name in winter soldier captain Falcon? oh that's a good question it's like john walker it's, uh, it's a john walker yeah. i think it's john walker uh I, lo- I loved his character in that show uh i don't love how he like didn't have to deal with any of the consequences of his actions yeah I thought that was a little like lame, it is. but um, maybe the point. I don't know. Yeah. But but I liked his character. And I liked like the, what his character was like dealing with, in, in like being in Captain America's shadow didn't make him stronger. It actually made him like fucking insane. Right. And uh, I like that as as like a villain's arc. You yeah. Know? I think that's really. Or cool. just like I think anything, they should have made him more of a villain. They should have made him more. Shitty, exactly. Or just like know? how PTSD can turn you into a villain, and it's like. You know, him talking about him getting medals for the worst day of his life and then yeah. that behavior getting rewarded, but not certain other behaviors. So it's kind of... I like that. I yeah. like that stuff. That's that's the reason why, like, Captain Soldier Wooden Falcon didn't, like, vibe with me by the last episode because I feel like a lot of the consequences that were on all these characters' plates kind of, like, went away. Like, I'm into Sam Wilson being Captain America and I like yeah. his suit, but... Uh, just the way they like kind of handled it just wasn't wasn't my favorite by the end. Yeah, we'll see. I also think Wandavision wasn't my favorite by the end, but I liked it almost the entire way through very much. It, so. I would say that last episode was my least favorite, but Wandavision was killing it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, and I still liked you know scenes parts of that. Last oh, episode. totally. But overall, totally. It was just like you know, it's like they're going, they're literally going Super Saiyan in the sky. Yeah, like they're Dragon Ball Z fighting in the sky. And you're like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of like just had to fine. bring it back to that regular Marvel epicness, but yeah. it didn't quite land with the way the rest of the show had been up till that point. So, yeah, Loki's vibing with me though. I, I really Ooh, like Loki. Loki's good. Loki's good. Yeah, I think Loki's cool. Yeah, you know, and so like. As as audience members, we are getting enough of these these moving forward in phase four, moving forward in the Marvel timeline, you know, and uh, yeah, like I'm okay with a Black Widow prequel movie, but like when you get like that end credit scene, it's like, is this like, I mean, the Black Widow movie is not all to set up something, but it's kind of like, oh, it's like you get the end credit scene. It's it's the period at the end of the novel, right? right? And the period at the end of this novel is just like, and we're setting up a TV show. It's yeah. just like, it feels kind of soft, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I wish they had just, I think that's part of it is like, you know, going back to Endgame, I know she dies on this other world and then they're all upset for like a minute and they're still in the middle of the mission. So they just have to, yeah. to move on. But the fact that they give this huge fanfare for Tony Stark at the end and they don't really do that for her character always yeah. was kind of like what the f- what the hell you know for the end yeah, of it and this movie doesn't necessarily you know it doesn't necessarily feel like a, a celebration of black right. widow either it just feels like a kick-ass black widow story. it does so i was kind of hoping you like know? you said like it would have sat better with me at the end to just have florence Pugh or other members of her you know assassin family just like being yeah. there and just ending it with that and giving you a minute than it being like, hello, other character that pops out of the shadows, you know? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> be like, here's your next assignment. You know, and you're just like, all yeah. right, okay. All right, man. I mean, they can make a Black Widow 2 and it's Yelena being the Black yeah, Widow, you know? that's true. Picking up the mantle in that way. But it seems like they're taking it in the... T- I just can't imagine someone like Florence Pugh also being on a TV show. Me neither. But I could have said the same about a lot of those actors before they were. Yeah, right? I wonder about that. You know, I, I feel like she probably will pop up on Hawkeye, but I wonder if it'll just be well, for a little bit. at this point, it'd be, it'd be weirder if she didn't, you know? Yeah, they really <laughs> set it up. You watch all of Hawkeye, and you're like, so where is yeah, she? Yeah, exactly. She? But That would be strange. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't see her as being a huge TV actor, but who knows? I know that these yeah. these uh, Marvel shows are on a film scale, so 
They are very yeah. different. I think I think when the shows are setting up the movies, it feels better than when the movies are setting up the shows. I agree. Because WandaVision is leading into Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness, right. and that and that feels like cool. it does. But then when you have like Black Widow setting up Hawkeye, yeah, you're like, it's just like the fuck. Uh, it's setting up. It's know. setting I up think Jeremy like not, Renner's yeah. solo album, which is not good. <laughs> yeah, which I think is yeah, no, it's not good. I mean, I think it's going to be mostly about his daughter. I feel like becoming like the next Hawkeye or whatever her. Yeah, or that is. other character who I think it's going to be played by Haley Steinfeld. Can't remember now. Uh, and they're kind of setting up like Young Avengers. They're setting up Young Avengers yeah. too, yeah. Because we got the kiddos from WandaVision. Yeah, and then we also have uh, Isaiah Bradley's uh, grandson yep. too, who does become, I think, Captain America or or something. He might have another name, but uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're 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 spinning a lot of plates, but it's still we're still getting you know satisfying stories for the most part out of yeah. it. Yeah, uh, we'll see what the shape of. The MCU going forward is, I'm still a fan and I'm still in. Oh, yeah. I'm and, in. Uh, you know, Black Widow is still a cool movie. I just think, you know, when you... It it just gets a little weird when you think about its place and everything. But as a movie, I think it it is it's very Yeah, I think as a standalone, really enjoyable, great action. Yeah. Good characters. Yeah, I kind of, like, accidentally watched it in timeline order, so I kind of, like, benefited from That's that. That's true. I think. That's cool. But you, you know, don't have to. So you could be a Marvel no. novice and still enjoy it. I feel. Yeah, it's one. It's one of those. It's like a Guardians or or like a Thor Ragnarok, where it's just like it's just a good. Vibe. Yeah, you don't need to know too much going into. Totally. It. You don't need to do too much homework. Into it. Yeah, it's cool. We'll uh, we'll have to see what's next for uh, Black Widow and, and company. Yeah, I would say I am most excited next about Eternals. I'm very excited. Yeah, I would. That movie looks so fucking it weird because it's like directed by an art house indie I love director. It. It's like yeah, right. I, I'm very pumped for that. So I'm like, ah, oh, weirder the better. Bring it. I'm excited for a lot of the movie outing. I mean, after Loki. Yeah. So I actually excited. I mean, I don't know. I'm excited for all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. The, the What If trailer just yep. dropped, uh, which is the animated like spinoff. Very like, cool. You know, what, what would happen if this character did this? And like that looks fucking amazing. It does. Yeah. Uh, and I think Shang-Chi looks really, really, really good. good. I think that's going to be super up my yeah. alley. And But yeah, Eternals is the one where I'm like, because I think Eternals is going to feel the most different than any of the Marvel movies we've seen so far. At least I hope I hope so. Yeah, I think I'm pretty pumped. Good stuff. And I think it's going to give you a lot of answers to like the big like proto, like, you know, what's like the inception of this universe? Because that's all these characters kind of are. Right. And uh, a lot of people are theorizing that's how you get into mutants. Ah. Just through their, like, celestial fucking, they create the mutant gene. Okay. Okay. I could see that. So we'll see. We'll see if some weird uh, space eugenics comes out. I'm down for that, though. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Right on. We'll see. Yeah. Excited for the MCU going forward. It's nice to be back at the movies seeing, seeing one of the biggest franchises that, you know, if anything, you know, there's no such thing as bad pizza. Back at the movies. That's true. I no like all thing. pizza, and I like all. I like all pizza. I like pretty much. There's all really Marvel. good yeah, pizza. There's really there's good, really good pizza. True. But I kind of will eat any pizza. Yeah. To be honest, so. that's accurate well, for myself. <laughs> Dee, uh, thank you so much for joining. Thanks me. for having me. Of course, it's been a pleasure. Uh, as you guys know, we're not the only podcast on Story Screen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. So head over to StoryScreenBeacon.com to check out our amazing content. You could also go there and subscribe to our members-only page. For $5 a month, you get access to even more exclusive content, like we have a show that's all about John Carpenter. Yeah. We have a show that's all about Tony Collette's every movie. Every movie. And I think I think Burge is losing his mind because yeah. he says he watches 30 Tony Collette movies a day. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Who knew she was in so many? Some of them are not great, and some of them she's not even the main character. So you know. Well, there you go. But it's interesting. Well, it's all to get. It's all to get to see her in Hereditary, <laughs> screen, which that's yeah. what I want. Um, we also do a show about uh, video game adaptations. There, me and Mike host that show. Um, and yeah, we do a lot of cool content. Bernadette's on the Tony Collette show. They also did a Edgar Wright 
retrospective. And D, you and I do cool takes over there occasionally where we talk about movies that I haven't seen. Surprise, all of them. <laughs> I haven't seen a movie and I just keep lying to you guys. Aww. <laughs> So if you want to hear it here first, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't shy away from the facts. So if you want to hear, you know, D be like, so you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off for an hour, <laughs> that, that exists on our feed. So uh, go over there. If you, Please give us $5 a month. It's a steal. It a lot. Or, or if not, you know, like, share, subscribe, yeah. head over to our YouTube. Just getting your eyes on our stuff and getting a little bit of, of, uh, thumbs up is does does a world of good for us and keeps us making some cool content so thank you very much uh thank you indeed we'll be back we'll be back we'll be back with more more hot takes coming at you very with, soon uh, Until with then, new movies <laughs> new back to the movies to the movies to the movies all right d thank you thank you bye Peace.